0: Warning, this podcast frequently contains potentially triggering violent and graphic content. Listener discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. Gather around for another episode of True Horror Stories. Big welcome to our newest official members of the Nightmare Society online campfire. Action Jackson ninety three, Noia de Coco, and Alexis B. Welcome and thanks so much for your support, guys. As always, it's very, very much appreciated. At Patreon.com/slash Nightmare Society, you can join in on a bunch of different perks and all the support over there helps us create more content for you here you can also support the podcast by sharing us on your social media and following us on ours at nightmare society radio also a huge thanks to our contributor user cat religion who was nice enough to share their story with us tonight it's very much appreciated now get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society The female who's been on the game for 15 years now I've met a load of creeps but only a few made me feel unsafe To start off I've always had a laptop since I was in high school, a luxury back then that I worked hard enough to buy one myself. My mom almost took my money I earned for drugs but luckily money I made in tips were in cash so it was easier to hide it from her. At first my mom was mad I bought myself a laptop but soon she forgot, like everything else. My dad couldn't care less and my older brother already had his own So I started playing World of Warcraft with him at 14 And back then girls were unheard of So I got the usual creeps who were usually backed off after hearing of my age Or they were young too But not this guy This guy loved that I was underage I was about 16 and used to creepy guys at this point. Who bet the game or a noob at fending off creeps, it was no surprise that a new guy in the guild started hitting on me. Now I was 16, dumb, young and stupid, but I knew I wasn't going to find love on World of Warcraft where you knew no one in real life. Plus I had the ultimate crush on a guy I couldn't have because he was my brother's best friend. But in my mind back then I only wanted him. So it was easy to turn guys down despite being desperate as heck for one guy. But that all changed after my brother's friend went off to college. I had a part-time job with my brother's friend but girls at work surrounded him and I became demoralized that I'd never find love. Q, 19-year-old guy on World of Warcraft who made me feel wanted. 19-year-old in quotations. I had a camera phone so I could send and post pictures at that age, and back then mostly people used Facebook, MySpace, and Photobucket. I'd lost a lot of weight in my sophomore year, so I posted confidently bikini pics and sexy photos, thinking I'd lure the attention of my brother's friend, who was actually 19. So when this guy who was 19 liked me, it didn't faze me. He looked the part in his photos and his younger brother was my age, so I thought, He was extremely attractive in his photos and even proved it was him and his pictures by holding items I asked for. He started paying my World of Warcraft subscription, which in the long run I realized it was to get my home address and real name. I was so stupid and heartbroken over my brother's friend. Years of teaching myself online safety and the ability to be strong against flirts was all but lost in the fog. We would talk for hours on Ventrilo, and he'd make me feel pretty. I was completely blinded by this point. He sent me gifts, and I didn't even question how he had my address. Then he offered to drive and pick me up, as only then did I suddenly get cold feet. I had a good friend on World of Warcraft, someone my brother met at PAX and joined the guild and is still one of my best friends to this day. Though we both aren't fond of my older brother He's six years older than me but never creeped on me He was more like the protective brother that I lacked Through my conversations about the guy on World of Warcraft with my friend He began to give me words of wisdom and could see straight through the guy And obviously I was lacking any wisdom of my own He saw something was fishy when I could not. I told my friend I was scared to meet him because, dumb teenager logic, I thought he would not like me. My friend chimed in that I shouldn't meet anyone off the internet at my age. I told him about the gifts and I swear i had never been scolded like this in my entire life. He wondered why I would give my address to someone I never met and the expensive gifts I got were not something the average 19-year-old could afford. None of this ever clicked for me, of course, because I was lonely and trying to prove, I don't know, to myself, my crush, or something, that I could, in fact, get a boyfriend. I ended up telling the guy I wasn't wise to meet in person, and my, quote, parents said I wasn't allowed to. That's when it went dark. At first it was pestering over and over, guilting me over gifts he gave me and encouraging me to defy my parents. While he kept bothering me, it never once occurred to me that he'd lose his mind. While my friend was worried to death about the guy having my address, going as far to drive the 11 hours to my house and explain the situation to my dad as I refused to tell him out of fear of getting in trouble at the time, All while taking his spring break in my state instead of his own with his friends. There's a reason he's still one of my best friends. He has a little sister of his own as well and she's my age. So his protective nature is natural. Eventually he made me block the guy and that was that. This guy was pissed off. He'd go on different accounts to accuse me of gold digging and using him. Luckily, my friend was smart enough and had the foresight to change my World of Warcraft password and even paid for my account for me taking this guy off it entirely as one of the guy's threats was to delete my account. But it didn't end there. It got worse as he'd consistently find ways to message me and tell me how horrible I was. Till about a month had passed. I was walking home from school about two miles in a wealthy suburb of New England, which I had done for years. Many kids did as it was very safe, with no crime in the town or the surrounding towns. Without a second thought, I took off with my 100-pound backpack. Maybe an overestimation, but it was heavy. I put my headphones on and started my 20-minute walk home. It was cold so I had earmuffs over my headphones only drowning out sound a bit more too. I swear if I could talk to myself as a kid I probably would just slap myself for stupidity. Because wow, Guy knew I walked home every day as I talked about it. He knew my address and I never thought twice. I was on the back roads walking home. And it would honestly be easy to map from my school to home as it was pretty straightforward, with only one turn. At halfway home, it was between songs I heard a vague crunching sounds. Sounds of tires rolling over gravel on the road slowly. I turned around to see a tinted black car that you couldn't see much of of the person in front. I jogged out of the driveway I was standing in front of, assuming it was waiting to turn in. But it didn't turn in. The roads were dead and it didn't make any sense for him not to go around. I swear the saying that you go cold when you're terrified is absolutely true. It could have been a summer's day at 95 degrees and my bones would have been cold. My heart just sank and my breathing was uncontrollable. I felt like I had no control over my body as I realized this guy was following me. My blood truly ran cold and my hands shook as tears formed and my skin felt tight. My body felt like it wasn't ready to fight or flight, but simply freeze there and die. It only got worse as the second time I turned my head to see the car stop. I stopped. My world stopped. I couldn't stop staring. I just froze, and breathing like all my school books were on my chest, crying silently. My eyes hurt with no tears or sound as I just stood there. The door opened after what felt like hours, but only seconds, maybe a minute. But it was in fact him. It was the attractive guy from the photos. Not a catfish, but something seemed different. At first I thought it was his angry expression, but soon realized he was definitely not 19, more like 30 plus. I could barely think over the loud sound of my heart racing as it froze me in place. I thought I was about to throw up as he spoke to me, told me to get in the car or he'd light my house on fire and kill my dog in front of me. I honestly just could not move, couldn't reach for my phone, as his words just froze me. And like some magic we both failed to notice, the little old lady on her porch watched this play out. Suddenly I hear her yell, Get away from that girl right now before I burn you alive! We both turn to meet her eyes, pissed off small lady about 60 or 70 with white hair. I think she noticed my frozen, in fear state and she told me to get over to her quickly. And like that, I ran over to her, tossing off my heavy brick of a backpack. It was obvious he was unsure what to do next as he stood there and watched me run over to her. Must have been a sight, this tiny, thin old lady standing in front of a teenage girl yelling at this man to go away. Then savior number two joined the battle as her husband stepped out. A guy who looked like he'd been through a war or two. With a shotgun of all things and a booming voice. Gun pointed saying, I've shot and killed men for less reason. You better leave now. He got into his car and drove off as I simply collapsed. All that fear just came out as I cried harder and harder as my brain sifted through the past few months of mistakes. After calming me down enough to speak in non-hyperventilating words, she asked me if I knew him. I told her kind of, but only from an online video game, not real life. Of course, explaining it to them wasn't easy, and her husband couldn't grasp much of what I was saying. I think his only experience with it was thinking Call of Duty, not magical creatures in a game called World of Warcraft. She got on the phone with the school counselor, who was her daughter apparently, and told her my name. I was well known to her daughter ironically, but it was only 250 or less kids in the school, and the town itself was small. Many staff at our school had family in town, kids at school they were related to either by their own children or their siblings' children. It was the kind of town if you didn't leave by a certain age, you were stuck there. So honestly, it seems ironic, but entirely not a huge surprise. The counselor was well aware of my family and my mom's drug addiction as child services had been involved a few times. She came by in 10 minutes to pick me up and asked me a ton of questions. Of course, knowing I did not want to involve the police as I was scared of being taken away from my parents again. FYI, foster care was worse than a drugged out mom on prescriptions. We were not rich, but we were more well off than many. Though my mom worked, my dad kept my mom on a tight budget to keep her from buying prescriptions from Canada that she was not prescribed, hence her trying to take my money. She knew all of this, and knowing even though my home life was rough, I was better off than in foster care, which was a gamble with losing odds at best. Plus two more years and I'd be off to college anyway, so we did not involve the cops. But she made me promise to take the bus every day and to inform my dad of the situation. She also called my dad at work to inform him and had a teacher make sure I got on the bus every day until I graduated even. Really sucked, but I understood. If it ended there, it would be nice. But there's still more. Two days after this, my dad had to fly out for business. My brother was off at college, so it left me and my high mom, who promised my dad she would stay sober while he was gone but I was used to helping her while she was high. It was like taking care of a child. But I was on edge as every creek in that big house from the 60s, cats stirring at night and dog barking outside set me on edge. I barely slept. My friend from World of Warcraft called every night making sure I was okay for the past month. I lived in the middle of the woods next to a huge river in my backyard. So there was still a lot of wildlife outside in the dead silence of cold months. Running water is an important source of water when lakes freeze. I had been used to all the bumps in the night, cats coming and going, and dog barking at every animal in the yard. But it all seemed new to me as I laid in bed, trying to drown out my fears The house I grew up in was a six-bedroom house. I had a little sister too, but she stayed with my grandma in another state, per court order, while I was allowed to choose due to her only being nine and me 16. The other rooms were used as a game room, office for my dad, and guest room mostly for when my sister visited, my grandma and her had a room. So in a large house like that in the middle of the woods, it was scary to virtually be alone because my mom accounted for defenseless. I was letting my last cat inside for the night. Five cats who all knew to come in at night for dinner and stayed until morning. And at the end of the long driveway between my neighbor and our house was parked a black car. I quickly shut the door and locked it after my cat got inside. I made sure all five doors were locked, and even put cardboard on the glass doors to the pool. I don't know, hoping if he broke them it would delay him if that car was his. I went and turned off all the lights and got all my cats into one room, so I knew they were safe. Here's the thing about my dog. He's untrained, for the most part, but was basically a giant lab puppy in his mind but he growled at strangers, not barked like at animals. We had to keep him outside if we had guests, but he never bit anyone, and if you spent enough time around him, he'd eventually accept you. Also, he did not growl at strangers either, so he wasn't the most reliable guard dog either, but he was big and had a deep bark. I mulled over what to do as I sat there in the dark with my dog, waiting for Shadow to pass by the window. I eventually went upstairs to my mom's room and woke her up from her sleeping pill slumber. Groggy and still kind of high, she did not quite grasp what I was telling her. I started crying. She sorta sobered up and asked me to get her some coffee, and I did. All while I'm watching my dog's every move because I know he could sense something before I did. As my mom sobered, her fear in her eyes grew. Eventually, she got the idea to call my neighbors and ask them if they knew the car. After all said no, two of the men went outside their house to check the car together. The car was empty. At closer inspection, though, they noticed it was a newer car, a Lexus, and in the passenger seat was a laptop. The car was locked, but with the flashlight you could see somewhat into the tinted windows. They never told us why, but something they saw in the car prompted them to call the local sheriff. There, of course, was only one, and he lived in that town sort of thing. We were too small to have an actual police department. He drove over about 15 minutes later, ran the plates, and asked the houses around about it. Apparently, it was a rental car from Ohio and he was calling to see who had rented it but the offices were closed he stuck around in his car for about an hour until someone came out of the woods and ran back in as the cop turned his spotlight on him I could not see what he was pointing at with his light as it was at the side of my house and I was looking at the front I guess he called for backup as three other cop cars showed up in five minutes of it from the neighboring town highway patrol, I don't know at which a lady cop got out as I asked to speak with her and have her call my counselor at school to explain who that might be. I was pretty shy back then, but I don't know, something about a female cop made me feel more comfortable to open up to. I told her the gist of the story. Then she called my counselor who backed up my story, but also explained why I was scared of cops because of my history with foster care and not wanting to go back. Then my mostly sober mom joined me, hugging me, doing her typical apologetic routine, but also offering much needed comfort as she called my dad too. Eventually, the lady cop asked if she could take a look around the house to see if things were secure and get any information from my laptop about him. In her search, she found something I didn't think about checking the basement door was not just unlocked, but open. It's never unlocked so I didn't even think to check it out as our backyard floods in the spring due to beaver dams and it's got extra seals and stuff to prevent the basement from flooding. Again. But the stuff sealing it, which was mostly sandbags and stuff, were set aside. But the door at the bottom of the stairs was locked still though. It had some damage like someone tried to pick at it but he had access to half the basement that was storage. The basement was sectioned and the other half used to be for my brother's parties. The door between the sections was like a front door, not an indoor door, as in the summer my dad left the hatch open to dry out the basement and adjust pool settings, as it was basically the pool house, and the cats loved it, so it also had a few cat beds. The section that led upstairs was locked from the inside. And the wall and door were not drywall and cheap door, but lock and key heavy door, and the wall was actually brick. Upon noticing this, my dad confirmed he had not left it open. My suspicions that the black car was this guy's was pretty much confirmed. As we walked through the house to make sure everything was still safe, the lady cop got on my laptop as they searched the woods. I gave her everything I had his photos, username, and she even checked to see if his credit card was still on my account, but it was not, but the last few digits were. She then asked to take my laptop for a few days as she thought she could get some good evidence from it. I asked her to please not damage it and return it as soon as possible because I used it a lot. Before smartphones, it was all I had. After a few hours and on-looking neighbors had gone to bed, the cops came back empty-handed, but left a cop outside our house and towed the guy's car. From what I was told by the lady police officer, what caused them so much worry was in the car there were two guns, some sort of rope, and handcuffs. The guy who ran back into the dense woods was wearing a winter ski mask. Not necessarily out of season, but suspicious nonetheless. So eventually I try and lay down and go to sleep, but pretty sure I was going to call out sick tomorrow and kept all my cats inside for the day. I was too restless to sleep. Every sound made me so scared. My mom slept with the dog in her room. I'm very allergic to animals, but less to cats, as I kind of built up a tolerance to cats, but not to dogs. And my cat slept in my room most nights, by choice, as my room was usually the warmest. At 3.30am-ish, I heard a knock at the back door, and a guy say, UNDERCOVER POLICE OFFICER, OPEN UP. I was still awake as I walked downstairs to make out a guy standing in the dark with a gun. As he saw me, he demanded I let him in now as he needed to speak with me. Something felt off. My gut knew it before I did that this guy's voice seemed forced, like someone purposefully making their voice deeper. And why was he at the back door? So I turned on a light outside and sure enough, it was him. I just screamed. And as soon as I did, he started hitting the door, really hard. It wasn't a very loud horror movie scream, but more like a gasp. I don't think the fear in my body had a loud scream to let out, but the banging was pretty loud as I ran to the front to see if the officer was still outside. He was, but he wasn't getting out of his car. I didn't want to run outside as I'm not a fast runner, so I turned the porch lights on and off a couple of times but still nothing. After a minute, my dog came bolting down to the door, barking and growling, nearly foaming at the mouth. Soon followed my mom who yelled she had a gun. She did not, but bluff is bluff. Somehow during all this, the cop outside had snuck around the back and had his gun pointed at him, yelling to put his gun down. I hid as the rest went down, but he was arrested. I fortunately did not have to go to trial. My statement was enough. Come to find out, he wasn't even American. The car was rented under his friend's name and after all was said and done, he was deported back to Canada. I assume something with his passport would prevent him from coming back to the US as the cop reassured me he could not come back to the USA now. I don't know what exactly he was charged with, But I think my dad said aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, attempted kidnapping, and something else. And it also turned out that he was 32 years old, so not 19. So I assume me being a minor carried a charge. And life moved on from there. I had plenty of creeps before and after, but he was by far the worst from World of Warcraft. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Nightmare Society. Or head over and check out our merch on threadless.com. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time. Sweet